You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's time for another episode of The Geek's Pub. That's uh, David and I's other show that uh, when we're not doing Tech Fan. Yep. And uh, here we are. We're a little bit different setup this week, David. We're recording as we normally do, but we're also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. I didn't even know you could stream live on Twitter. It was on, on Twitter? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you could stream live to LinkedIn. I was more surprised about that. Yeah. It's one of the options. I'm using um, Restream.io. Played with it last night for all of five minutes, figured it out, and said, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. It, there's a pro thing that we could do as well that would give us more um, options like graphic overlays and stuff that we – I'm not want, spending – I think it's like yeah. 150 bucks or something. I'm like, I ain't spending 150 bucks for that. But I might be wrong on the price because I'm quite lazy and I just clicked one button and went, eh, no, not right now. Uh, $16 a month is a standard thing which gives you – Stream yeah, like Facebook I said, it's pages, a bucks a month. six six hours recording if you want to record it, and then there's the the professional one, which is forty one dollars a month, which is more. Maybe if we're doing you know classes or something. Well, the look the advantage of uh, this, even the the free one streams to thirty different platforms. But the advantage of of something like this is that there is no setup required. You don't need to have. Um, video mixes or anything like that—it's all done for you, and that's the, the right. clever thing about it. Um, and it looks kind of cool, and we could have different graphics in the background and stuff like that instead of the default. But you know what? For what we're doing, I think this is going to be fine for now. Yeah, we're just pushing it out so the four people who watch it live could still watch it on their platform of choice. <laughs> just gives guys still something to do in the morning, chasing it down. Well, let's see what it looks like over here. So, um, this is the Geeks Pub. Doesn't get much more geeky than uh, that, how we're setting up our live broadcast. Yep. Brought to you by Gold Bond. Men's what is that? No, it's not. What is that? This is, men's? I, yeah, so, yeah, Gold Bond Ultimate Men's Essential Body and Hands Everyday Moisturizer for Dry Skin. You see, I, I think most men would say that moisturizer for dry skin is not essential. Yeah, it is for me. My hands look no, like yeah. I, I wash them in chalk sometimes. Yeah, it's awful. But, yeah, but most men just go, yeah, they, I could do something about that, but it's not essential to me. I mean, no. you're lucky with some guys if they shower once a week. That's gross. Uh, yeah. <laughs> something you want to tell us about oh, Come here? on, come on. You live with a teenager, a teenage boy. Yeah, my, that is, that's a good point. It's it's almost like I'm telling him to go pull out his own toenails. <laughs> Cole, you need to take a shower. They look at you like like you've you've just suggested that they go and you know you you need to go and chop your own head off. It's well, just like it's funny, that offensive what you said. If I say something more akin to, I'll I'll tell him you need to go take a yeah. shower. An hour go by, dude. You need to go take a shower. I know we do it after dinner. No. <laughs> I want you to do it now. I don't want to do it now. You stink. Yeah. That's rude, Dad. No, your smell is rude. Well, shit, go to the, go take a shower. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. I know. So I stand by the point. 
Can you, get, do you think how essential do you think Cole thinks moisturizing is? I think it's pretty essential myself. I, yeah. I don't like a greasy feel when no. I'm, I, I hate that your hands get yeah. all, and blah. I, I, I put the lotion on my hands and I feel like I gotta go wash my hands. Yeah. What's the point? Um, so I've tried a hundred different products to be honest with you over the years, never found anything I liked one day at work. I'm complaining about my hands are really dry and a guy I work with named Terry Baker says, Hey, try my lotion. Yeah. Well, okay. I try it. I like the smell of it, but I tried it and I was like, Holy crap. It doesn't really feel all that gross afterwards. Yeah. So I jumped on Amazon and bought some. So go. I got a big bottle like this here at home and one at work. I got a bottle of lotion. Got some lotion. Well, I'm that on the I think you're, uh, yeah, there we go. Looked like your screen was frozen for a second. So let's jump into the show. Um, we will talk later about the Falcon and Winter Soldier and some news that are coming that they, Marvel announced, announced right after that um, season finale. Um went live uh, but marvel also dropped a trailer this week that doesn't seem to be getting a lot of attention undeservedly so and i assume that you've watched the trailer by now i've watched it and you know what what's getting the trailer or getting all the attention this week the new mortal kombat movie and this Ugh. looks so much better than the mortal kombat movie. oh it's not even close <laughs> i i'm about uh i'm gonna say half hour into the mortal kombat from two days ago haven't yeah. got back to it yet it's on HBO Max, which I subscribe to. It, it's not terrible. That's not a winning endorsement, by the <laughs> way. Just because something isn't terrible yeah. doesn't mean it's good. Video game, video game movies is a pretty low bar. Um, well, because I, there have been an awful lot of really terrible ones. Almost all of them. Yeah. Um, there was rumors many years ago. And they pop up every now and then, and I think it's more overeager bloggers than anything else. Talking about a Grand Theft Auto movie. Hmm. Like, this would be cool. And I thought, they've kind of done it. I mean, there's like 10 movies that's basically Grand Theft Auto. Well, like, yeah, the, the whole the thing about Grand Theft, yeah, Grand Theft Auto is it's riffing on mafia movies and, or, and, and well, drug that, war movies and, yeah. and you know, the Italian kind of criminal job. underworld movies. It's, it's all of those yeah. turned into a video game. So to turn it back from a video game to a movie is a little bit pointless. And, you know, well, there's all this... The, I've read... I'm disappointed how many words I've had to read about the Mortal Kombat movie in the kind of the entertainment sites I read. Well, you haven't had to just, read them. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, how many how many words have been written? And the, and the thing is, they're all going on about the story and the background. It's just like, dude, this was a video game. It's a video. These, yeah, who cares? These, these characters were created just because they look cool in the video game. They didn't have a deep, epic, flipping story behind them. Mm. Yeah. So don't stop going on to me about oh, you know, we get to find out the background of Sub Zero. It's just like it's a guy who shoots ice out of his hands. Yeah. We don't need his background. No. You well, know, I mean, if you're going to no do a movie, there. unless the movie is, you know, just the fighting, which, I mean, that might be better than some of the video game movies I've seen. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. There was a, a, a video game movie that was in first person. I don't remember which one it was now. And that was well, the, the gimmick. 
the Doom movie was it Doom had the rock in um, had a section that was that was filmed in first person like you were playing the video game and guess what it looked really dumb <laughs> yeah it, it even sounds dumb to be honest it's just like <laughs> that's not a thing guys uh, first person movies well, maybe if it's VR sure okay yeah but even then in VR if it's done well the problem is your body isn't moving to what you're yeah. seeing on screen. And that causes nausea. You get a little, yeah. you know, motion sickness. Nobody really wants, you, you might think you do want to be cool if you're probably not. Um, yeah. And, and really the whole point about, look, they are different genres. You should play to the strengths of each format. You know, the point about a movie is that you can see things that you can't see while you're playing a video game. Right. So if you're going to go down that route, you know, capitalize on the sort of things you see in the video games, but do them differently and, and vice versa. But I you understand know. why I, I get the attraction. This is what television and movies have been doing since the very beginning. Now, at the very beginning, they were taking books and turning those into movies and some work. Some don't, but they're always interpreting the book because who could do an entire book in a movie? There's just not enough time. Yeah. You know, if a book is, you know, 500 pages or a thousand pages, you can't do a movie that's really, really like that book. Uh, and then of course the and kind of one of the impetuses of this podcast, they started taking a different type of uh, art, which was comic books and making those into movies. I mean, they've been doing that for a long time, too. You can probably go all the way back to, I don't know, Flash Gordon. I don't know if Flash Gordon started more as a TV thing or was it a comic book first? I think Flash, uh, well, I think it was a pulp fiction story in the 30s and then it was turned into those those kind of those, those movies. Comic that you stri- well, it, I think even before the comic book, I think it went from the pulp, fiction the magazine story straight into the into the theaters where it was those short yeah you might be right or i, I got a feeling though it was probably a, a newspaper strip for a while too yeah maybe yeah um i don't know it can you think of any one movie that was based on video games that's worth watching i mean i can't so look i'll just do a quick uh, google search movies based on video games and uh jumanji but i don't remember a jumanji video game before the movie no no jumanji was came out of books that was definitely a book yeah i'll tell you what you search that on wikipedia and the fourth entry comes up with list of films considered the worst (laughs) that tells you something right there well so hollywood and then it goes by date on uh, Wikipedia. But this isn't even accurate because the first one they have is Super Mario Brothers, which was an awful game, uh, movie. But it made $38 million, almost $39 million. Well, look, that's part of the problem with this is that uh, certainly in the early days of doing this, studios would, would do a video game movie because they thought, oh, millions of people like the video game they will pay to come and see a movie even if it's even if it's rubbish yeah so so we've got that uh street fighter do you remember street fighter with raul julia which unfortunately was the last movie he ever did yeah 
which is yeah. which was bad because he was actually a good actor. He took some really stinker roles, Adam's Family, and this, but he was actually a very accomplished actor. Okay, um, so I, I, I've got I've got the uh, there's a list on Rotten Tomatoes here of um, video game movies. Yeah, so I'm going to go from fifteen. Number fifteen is Warcraft, which I've never uh, seen. You know, have you ever seen that game? No, it's I've actually not bad. Yeah, I like the no, director it, Duncan, Duncan Jones is uh, David Bowie's son, and he's it, done some great movies. I, it felt, I know that was a passion project for him. Oh, and it felt like it when you watched it. You could tell that whoever did the movie really dug the the backstory, and it really focuses not on humans but on uh, the orcs and one right. orc in particular. And you know, obviously it's CG and all that, but man, it was. Re- I thought it was an actually a pretty good movie. If you forget this is Warcraft, okay? Yeah. And you just go in and it's a D and D type of movie. You know, it's that kind of setting it's pretty good the story is good uh it leaves you wanting more if you like that kind of thing um but i knew going in that there wasn't going to be another one i watched it months after it had come out in theaters so i knew it was kind of a flop but it was actually pretty good what's the next one but well just to say that the tomato the fresh rating Mm -hmm. on that is is only 28 percent and that's number 15 out of a list of 44. Screw you guys. It's pretty yeah. good. Number 14 is Silent Hill. Yeah, see, it's a scary thing, and I've not been into the yeah. scary ones. Yeah. The scary 30. movies don't do anything to me. Movies based on I want to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Usually they're not very good. The next one, number 13, is DOA Dead or Alive. Uh, isn't Wasn't that a volleyball game? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dead or Alive. DOA game, right? DOA, Dead or Alive, yeah. I, I'm not really familiar with the game, and I didn't even know they did a movie on it. So, Dead or Alive Techno's is a media franchise based on a fighting video game, so I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number 12 was Resident Evil, the original one, uh, with yeah. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. 35% fresh. Then yeah. the next one, number 11, is Resident Evil, the final chapter. I know I know she did a lot of these movies. Yeah, that, that was kind of her thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. To me, she her her greatest role will always be, um, multi-pass. <laughs> you get the reference. Yeah, multi-pass. Uh, right. Uh, I kind of fell in is, love with her in that in that movie a little bit. Yeah, yeah, oh, she was good in that movie. Yeah. Oh, she number was good. Is, and she was so damn cute. Yeah. Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. I think I started watching that. And just grew incredibly bored. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the, the video game, The Sands of Time. And all things considered, it wasn't... Yeah, it's like another one of these ones. It wasn't bad. Well, Prince of Persia, they've been making those games since the Apple II yeah, days. But but this is this was based on a specific game called The Sands right. of Time, which was yeah. when Prince of Persia kind of came back out of nowhere. And it was um, a full 3D type Lara Croft thing. Multi-platformer. But yeah. it had this really cool mechanic because you had this... Um, the Sands of Time. It had you had this hourglass with uh, the Sands of Time in. Thought it was you could a dagger con- or something. Yeah, you could control. You could you could rewind time. You could speed things up. You could slow things down. And it was the first time that had been done really well in a three D action platformer like yeah. Tomb Raider. So it was a good game. And, and as I said, the movie was 
it was okay. It wasn't brilliant. It was just okay. And that's going to be a criticism what, what, a lot. What was lot his name, year. the guy that was in that? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake. Uh, which, whitewashing, hello. But <laughs> it's like... Mm. Well, all of the cast here, we've got uh, the principal, bearing in mind it's meant to be in Persia, the principal um, principal actors were Jake Gyllenhaal, Gemma Arterton, um, who is an English actress who was, she was in St. Trinian's and she was in one of the Bond movies. Uh, ben Kingsley, who's an English person and white English person who plays a lot of... We know who Ben Kingsley <laughs> yeah. is. Don't insult <laughs> us. Alfred Molina. He's Gandhi. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Al- Alfred Molina's also played a lot of these. That's Dr. These- Octopus. What are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. But he's not, he's not Persian. <laughs> There were a lot of Persian people in it, or Persian-looking people, and guess what? Most of them got slaughtered during the movie. Shocker. In real life? I <laughs> uh, think well, that would I, probably have been I, bigger news. I would, so. I, well, I don't, I, I, everyone likes to go for method yeah, I acting. Think but I think 500 deaths while we're making yeah. this movie. Right. This, the, this list is kind of interesting. So next one, number nine, is the Angry Birds movie. You know, I did see that animation, um, and it kind of came out... There was kind of a plateau of when... Pixar was kind of it. Yeah. And a lot of studios were like, we got to make an animation movie like Pixar does. And a lot of them did. And this was pre-Disney owning. Um, well, that might have been right when Disney first kind of got into buying them and all that. Yeah. Um, and this was one of those movies. And we got a bunch of them, trolls and just yeah. garbage. Um, this was a bad movie. It, it was just bad. I yeah. remember watching it, and I think Cole was pretty young at the time. And what year did that come out, does it say? 2016. 2016? Yeah. That was like yesterday. <laughs> wow. It's such a bad movie, though. Go on. I, yeah. I, I don't know who compiled this list, but you'll see. Anyway, f- uh, 43%. Oh, maybe it's based on the... Uh, maybe this is purely arranged by the... The Whether scores, they're fresh yeah. or not, yeah, yeah, okay, that's what I all figured. right, yeah, that that figures, okay. So that got forty three percent. That's why it's so high. Uh, the next one is the original Mortal Kombat movie in nineteen ninety five, and that's number eight. I have zero anything about that movie. What year did it, it come out? Ninety six, nineteen ninety five. So in nineteen ninety five, uh, I was uh, married to my first wife. My daughter, oldest daughter, would have been one year old. I have to imagine I probably watched this on probably a DVD. No, that had been too early for that. I'd have to yeah. go into Blockbuster <laughs> and rent yeah. it. You don't have to. I probably never watched it. Or if I did, I scrubbed it from my memory. I, I seem to remember that um, that I skipped this one. Yeah. Mortal um, Kombat! Well, you know, yeah, I think it has a lot of that in it. Uh, critics consensus despite an effective otherworldly atmosphere and appropriately cheesy visuals Mortal Kombat suffers from its poorly constructed plot laughable dialogue and some par acting Christopher Lambert stars yeah no memory of that at all I've always thought he's way overacted yeah and and he's made some terrible choices over the years yeah Yeah. we call it the Bruce Willis effect yeah Um, number seven is Final Fantasy The Spirits Within from 2001 do you ever see that isn't so an animation was, one? It was the first one that was a, like a fully computer animated movie, you know, like a movie cutscene turned into a, like a video game cutscene turned into a whole movie. 
Um, so we, well, it wasn't the first computer animated movie. That would have been Toy Story. This, uh, the, uh, it says, the first feature-length motion picture to use computer-generated imagery to create not only effects, props, and environments, but also the more. Uh, and I can't read the rest. So That's not um, accurate, though, because the oh, first yeah. full CGI made by 100% movies was Toy Story. That's... That's not a debate or an opinion. I that's think, that's I the think, first one. I think this was the first one that tried to use computer graphics to generate a realistic, you know, um, realistic computer animation rather than being, you know, something that is obviously meant to be animated. Do you see what I mean, the difference is? No. No. Anyway, did you see it? I have no memory of it. I, I remember going to see this. It was actually, I mean, it was... It was it was not bad. <laughs> Again, it's not bad. Right. It's one of those things that you see. I I've never really been into Final Fantasy, and I remember it had, I. This, it's, it, it had this plot about this girl who uh, I uh, don't the, care. The world has been ravaged by uh, these ghosts. These ghost things that if they touch you, they kind of kill you and steal your soul. Um, and they're fighting against them. And you know, it, it was very Japanese, which didn't really do very much for me. Um, and I seem to remember it being quite, quite bland and kind of that kind of disconnected thing you lot, you get from a lot of Japanese anime stuff where, you know, they, they, they're really into it, but if you're not into it, you're just really not into it. So it's, so, it's anyway. based off the video game though. Yeah. All of these are based off the video game. Sorry. I don't, I don't think that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, now this one I've never I didn't even know they'd done this. Number six is Monster Hunter, which came out in twenty twenty. And stars Mila Jovovich again. The, yeah. I remember seeing the um the trailer for it, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Is and she, it looked intriguing. Is she, is she married to Paul Anderson now? I because all of these movies, the the Resident Evil movies that she stars in, and then this one are directed by Paul Anderson. And I'm wondering, you know, if this is kind of like, you know, get the wife a gig, get get us both out of the house for six months. Or maybe it's, they're a team and they're like, well, what's the next project we want to do? Mm, could be. Okay. Because I think Number she's f- probably a more of a draw than he is. It's, oh my God, there's a new Paul Anderson Paul movie. W.S. Anderson is, he has a, he has a rep. Yeah, he did Monster Hunter. <laughs> I am, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, he is, as I suspected, he's married to Mila Jovovich. So they are they are a team in more than just professional capacity. Hey, if you're going to be married and you're working in the entertainment industry, work together, yeah. and you get to the family that stays you know, together, stays I mean, together. Let's face it, it gets one casting headache out of the way straight away, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, but I mean, every time you're like, okay, you got to kiss someone. God damn it. <laughs> What if you just got like real yeah, close I, and we use a but those bubble? I don't think the movies they do have a lot of romance in them. It's very much more about having maybe that's, slaughter monsters. Maybe that's what it is. He doesn't want yeah. she's an actor and you're like, You're not kissing Bruce Willis again, bitch. <laughs> that's right. He's like, um, screw you, asshole. Number, f- number five that's a a forty seven percent fresh, that one. Um mm. number five, we're up to the heady the heady heights of fifty one percent fresh. This is Rampage, starring Dwayne Johnson. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I've I, ever I, seen other than Doom, and I don't think I actually watched Doom. 
I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I didn't enjoy on some level because The Rock was in it. And yeah, I, he, I freaking like The Rock. He is tremendously engaging. Yeah, exactly. To watch as an actor. Yeah. yeah he really comes across. I, I don't know, but he, come, he really comes across as like, I can imagine this guy, I like you see him in the movies, he's kind of like that in real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. CGI yeah. monkey Here keeps we go. getting bigger and bigger. So we're, we're up to the top top four, top four now. So we're really hitting the heights. Uh, number four is Tomb Raider. That's the one, the most recent one that starred uh, Alicia yeah, Vikander. Because the other one with uh, with Angelina Jolie, yeah, that was bad. They were the bad. New, yeah. The new one, I actually like. Seen her. this one? I've she, not it's seen a, it, so. it's pretty good. I like this the is, actress. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen her or anything else, but. She really did feel and act like Laura Croft. She didn't have a fake accent like Angelina yeah. did. Which and is, this is the this is the that. one that's based on the game that was also a reboot. Which basically right. you find out how she became the Tomb Raider. It's like when she's yeah. it's a bit like a bit like the plot to Arrow in that you know she ends up on the desert island with no skills right. and she has to learn how to survive. Yeah. Well, okay. there was a really cool boat scene that she's trying to escape from the boat as it's going down. I remember that was pretty good. But yeah. what's the next one? Number three, 63% fresh, is Sonic the Hedgehog. No. No, you know what? I liked Sonic the Hedgehog. No, you I, didn't. I surprised myself by actually you didn't like it. quite... Alexander and I went to see it. Alexander was a very big Sonic fan when he was small. And we went to see it, and we actually quite enjoyed it. No, you didn't. I did. You just weren't bored. <laughs> no, There's a difference. Really, I, it's the sort it would have been okay if Jim Carrey wasn't in it. Jim Carrey is almost a caricature of his old he acting now. Certainly was doing that, but having, having bearing in, in mind movie. that he's playing Doctor Robotnik, it's I mean, awful. <laughs> he is awful. He is quite awful, but I have to say, I still enjoyed the movie. No, you didn't. I you don't. Know, I even don't with buy the whole, that. and of course, I reject Sonic. your enjoyment of this movie. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog was famously the one where they, when they released the early trailers, people were so horrified by how they how they made Sonic look that they had to go back and redo him for the entire movie. Thank God, because it was so bad. Yeah, like, just make him look like the friggin' video game. That's well, what they yeah, did. That, well, that's what they ended up doing. I think the first time round, he he had teeth. Yeah, um, it was creepy. And as he hell. was all that proportion. It was. It was really, really horrible. Anyway, now. I definitely would agree that, in fact, I would put this as probably my top video game movie. Number two, 67% fresh. That is um, Detective Pikachu. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. That, that was, was a very but, good video game movie. But Ryan Reynolds. But, but <laughs> yeah, you can't say, oh, it's because they hired a great actor to do the Pikachu. It is. That's, that's exactly the way that exactly, movie. Yeah, that, if, the, if they would have hired just some guy, it's his first role. Nobody would have watched it. No, it could have been I exactly the same I'm, movie and you wouldn't have enjoyed it that much. But Ryan Reynolds in the role, i he's an I, awesome actor. I mean, I, I, I like they, Ryan Reynolds a lot. I thought for for a live action movie, they did a really, really good job of, of demonstrating what the world would be like if you had real pocket monsters in it. Yeah. I thought from that point of view as well, it was a success. The plot was strong. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was interesting. Well, yeah, it's it Pikachu, but it's Ryan, it was, Ryan Reynolds. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what? I mean, the what only more problem do you they want? have now is to do a sequel. They have to figure out how to get um, Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu back because obviously they kind of got rid of it at the end. Um, but it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. And then number one, and this is rated higher than um, I'm almost Detective scared to know. Pikachu. 
The Angry Birds movie too. No. <laughs> Liars. No, it's not. It is critics' consensus. I like don't its care. non-aerodynamic they're, they're title characters. Wrong. The Angry Birds movie too takes improbable yet delightfully entertaining flight, landing humorous hits along the way. It doesn't. <laughs> well, no. You know what? I reject the, that. The the users of the uh, Rotten Tomato site disagree with you. Yeah. So there you go. Well. So anyway, we did find a couple De- of good Detective video Pikachu, game movies. That's there. Of all of those <laughs> movies, and I don't even like Pokemon. Of all of those movies, the only one that they said you have to watch one of these, I would watch that one again. Yeah, I would definitely I, I watch. I barely Detective remember Pikachu half of again. it, but I do remember liking it. Yeah. Okay. So. so interesting. Um, where would you put? Well, you're you're only a third of the way through the current, the new Mortal Kombat movie. So, uh, oh, it's is there? Bad. A, no, uh, did you not, did you know they did a movie of Ratchet and Clank? One of your favorite video games. Yeah, I did, and I watched it. Um, Number twenty two. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. No, but it, but it's basically the video game engine. So they didn't do any like super heavy. CGI on computer stuff. It looks like they just used the video game engine and right. scripted it and used the same voice actors. And I, I like the video game a lot. It's fun and it's exciting, but I don't remember the movie being worth watching. I forgot all about it. It was it was the big draw when Sony was trying to get into the streaming wars, and yeah. um, it was one of the first one that and uh, Powers. They had a video game or a uh, superhero show, which the book is brilliant. And the TV show was awful. Just the worst casting I've ever seen on for every character. None of them fit uh, the personality. Didn't they have Shato Copley in? The guy from, uh, didn't they have Shato Copley in? Who was the guy from um, uh, District 9? Yes. But they had him as Christian Walker. And Christian Walker's a big square jawed dude. Um, and that guy is not, <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't he buy does him. The as, tough, he does the tough thing. He does the, I'm not a nice South African thing, but yeah, but he it doesn't, doesn't have work the as physicality to back it up. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't buy him as Christian Walker. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy who played supersonic. Um, I can't remember him. And he's an, in the comic book, you know, he had been retired and stuff. So they got an older actor. Uh, and I bought him as supersonic. I like that yeah. role. But other than that, although when they put the guy in the outfit, I'm like, Mm-mm. but here's the thing. Okay. So we've, we talked to talk this subject through and what we, the conclusion we're coming from is it, if you use comic books or, uh, real books as the source material, um, you get better movies than if you use video games that have paper thin stories. And, mm. I would agree with that yeah. because, well, books and comic books are stories, you know. It's, well, yeah, that's uh, but, but that's exactly my point. Yeah. They are written by real writers. Keep going for a second, David. I got to step away for one second. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. They're written by writers. Um, they have a whole load of stories you can pull on. There are different bits and pieces you can merge together. Um, and I, I think certainly if you look at the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, less so with DC, I would say that they put more effort into the writing for those um, and and the whole vision for them than they do with the video game movies, which are, unfortunately, because they're based on stuff that's so thin, 
yeah they are um they end up being thin and um you know typical movie uh the hollywood movie industry nowadays or maybe it's always been like this is to build spectacle and say oh if you've got plenty of spectacle if you've got plenty of special effects you've got plenty of cool scenes in yeah then you don't need so much to worry about the plot the acting the writing um the execution um and again there's that that whole aspect of uh, cynicism in, that comes with these movies is nobody wants to say, okay, I'm going to go out and make a movie of doom uh, and make a really profound statement with what doom says. Doom as a movie says to, says to people, they, they say, I want to make a movie of doom and lots of people play doom. So they'll come and buy tickets to my movie and it'll be a success no matter how bad it is. So um, here's a challenge, David, with just out of this, as I stepped away, Pick one video game or video game franchise, same thing, and pitch it as either a Netflix show or movie. Which one would you pick? And then what's the basis of it? Hopefully to make it better <laughs> yeah. than what we've gotten so far. So what, can you think of one? Because I, I came up with an idea just now yeah. that I would pitch. And they've already okay. done it as a movie, but I would just take the basic concept, uh, the setting, and and the graphics, if you will. Yeah. And that's Wing Commander. Yeah, so, which was a terrible, terrible movie. Right. So here's Partly my pitch. because it was directed by the guy who created Wing Commander, and they should have let Professional do it. <laughs> Wasn't Mark Hamill in that? He was he in the was video games. He was in the video games. Um, I can't that was kind remember. of the big draw because that's the only thing we ever saw Mark Hamill in up to that point after Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like, I can't shit, remember if he appeared in the movie or not. Um, I don't. I, my, I'm, I'm thinking no, but I'm going to have a look. All right, so here's my pitch yeah. for. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't in it. Shocker. Yeah. Here's my pitch for Wing Commander. Uh, it's a. Netflix show. Yeah. And there's a big conflict going on, but we only ever know about the conflict by news reports. So it starts with a young guy who has a natural talent to fly ships. Right. But he has he doesn't have a ship. So right. he's broke. But he wants to enter a competition that's racing ships that's very dangerous. People die in this thing all the time. And this is in the background of this intergalactic war thing going on because life goes on. Hmm. And the military uses this race to show off new hardware and stuff, you know, kind of a PR type of thing. Yeah. And so this young guy goes to uh, an ex-pilot who's also a shipbuilder. Mm -hmm. And there's the conflict. Bruce right. Willis is the old guy. I'm bringing him back. Are you, are you sure? thing. And what would you call that character? I'd be tempted to call him, I don't know, something kind of Roos weird and alien, but Billis. kind of a single word. Roos Maybe give him Roos a slightly racist Roos accent. How about Billis. Watto? Watto. No. Watto. No, that's too, that's the Star Wars dude. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're giving me the plot of, of the second act of, of Phantom Menace at the moment. Yeah. So he builds them. He, he's going to build he them a the pod. ship. Yeah. And there's there's conflict between them. There's conflict the kid between doesn't them realize because, how because, dangerous because this is. Because he's a slave. Yeah. 
So the kid, the kid, you know, has a little bit of experience, but not really. Experience, but and not it's really. mostly yeah. raw, you know. Yeah, and he's kind of annoying. Yeah, there and, you go. And he has lots of midichlorians, though, so that mm-hmm. gives him an advantage. Right. So, um, the whole thing, the whole first episode, is him convincing Bruce Willis to build him a ship. Bruce yeah. Willis already actually has a ship. It's way too dangerous to drive, go to fly, I guess. Um, he doesn't have the computer-assisted stuff in this ship that every other ship has. It's more fly-by-wire, if you will. Yeah, more by fly-by-force. Yeah. Okay. And so the kid's really good at it. And then the whole yeah. first season is building up to the race. That never yeah. happens. The, right. the aliens arrive at Earth or whatever planet they're on. Yeah. And they have to use this ship together to basically escape. That's the first season. Right. Okay. So, and then Johnny Lawrence uh, shows up. I think the problem, <laughs> you see the problem with doing wing commander, uh, yeah. and, and we kind of said this before is that that game was inspired by the stuff that come before, like Battlestar Galactica. It basically was Battlestar Galactica. It really right. Was. Um, and since then, in the many years since the first Wing Commander came out, it has been done again and much better by the by the reboot Battlestar Galactica and Top Gun and various other things that involve that sort of thing. So to do a TV show, a Wing Commander, even completely changing the scenario like you just did, yeah, yeah, it it's just going to come across a derivative. What's it going to say? What's what's the excitement? Why has it got to say anything? The excitement is flying spaceships. Flying and Bruce Willis acting uh, grumpy. But it's don't uh, underestimate grumpy Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I to your peril. But, you know, I think you could argue that the Mandalorians has done a lot of that tropes in the last two seasons as well. You know, they kind of working towards a goal, then when you get to the goal, deciding you don't want you actually aren't bothered about the goal. Um you know, all of that because of what you've learned along the way. I, I think I think that's you know the one one that I'd be interested in and and again I'm I've, while we've been talking I'm trying to think about the video game franchises that have developed the backstory a little bit and and perhaps are more interesting so there's two first of all is Diablo which has is is interesting in that the story about it's you know this constant battle of good versus evil where these evil demons are trying to take over these places and then it's the, uh, you know, the hero come, comes in and overcomes against the odds. It's been done before, but I think I think that world is quite interesting. And because through Aren't the Are they games, doing that on Netflix right now with Henry Cavill? Uh, well, that's The Witcher. Same. Which is, well, demons I, come in and he kills the uh, demons. I, I, well, I've not really watched The Witcher and I never played the game, so I don't know. Um, kind of, but, it's but, kind of... I mean, I, same yeah, setting. the the problem is it, it depends on how you do it. I, yeah. I think I think if they were to do Diablo, they would have to visually do it a different way than something like The Witcher or some of these other things where it all seems kind of very relatively grounded in real world. We've all seen these kind of medieval scene type places that they use for fantasy. My problem you know. with Diablo is it's when I think of it as a TV show or a movie, yeah. I'm immediately thinking of something like. Um, Resident Evil, or you know, there's going to be big demons. There's going to be a lot of blood. That's kind of what I think when I think of Diablo. And I, right. I played the first two Diablo games, yeah, a lot. Many but years I, ago. I think I think rather than doing uh, kind of big epic battles, I think you could do something with Diablo where it's actually it's all about you're constantly attacked by loads of monsters all the time. 
you know, and rather than being the big set piece battles. I, I think part of the problem, I was saying this while you were stepped away from the mic for a minute, is these big set pieces, yeah, they, they are murder for these franchises because everyone spends so much time and money on those, they forget about everything else that goes into them. The other thing, and, and I believe they are working on this, is Halo. Halo's got a really, it, they've got an interesting enigmatic character because at the beginning you don't know much about who he is and how he came to be who Master he is. Master Chief and yeah, you've you got, got Cortana. You've got, you've got the relationship with Cortana, which which really kind of built very well over time. I think that would translate well to movie or TV. And then you've got a big epic battlescape where, you know, you have the the enemy in, in Halo are kind of religious zealots. And um, then there's this That'll whole... That'll go over well with the Christian, right? <laughs> it's been done before. Um, you know, you and then you've got this third, the, the, the guys who built the Halos, who were who like the, the, ancient. Yeah, the know? architects. The, uh, the, uh, the, the visuals would be amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you could do, with the right treatment, you could do a pretty good well, Halo done, show or a Halo They movie. did like a six-episode... Um, Animated. series type of yeah, yeah was that animated I, I think yeah and i believe it was I th- on uh microsoft's platform but, for a while but here's the, here's the problem right any any name and, and it's some this this kind of illustrates what they did with the mandalorian right because in most of these franchises um you get a big actor and, and he's going to play the mass chief and he's going to mm-hmm. say well i want people to see my face so they know it's me and so they then start finding excuses for him to take the helmet off um because yeah. and yet in the movie in the games the master chief you never see his face he never takes well his I, that they just don't make that a thing and you know it's not yeah, a but, thing when it, only when part, he's in battle the, but that's part of um the mystique that's part of the mystique of master chief is that but that's he is only a, because it's a video game i don't yeah, think it would work very but good but i i think i, I think you want to you want to stick to that a little bit you know so the the point about the master chief is over the the series or the movie or whatever you find more about how he's so created. So is it a better you think it's better as a series? Or I think, do you it's, think better it's better as, as I think, a Well I think there's enough material there to make a series um, rather than just a movie. I think actually a movie would perhaps feel a little bit overpacked if you wanted yeah. to do something a bit more profound than just you know action scenes which is which is I think what we're talking about here we want it for a little bit more What than about just, the saboteur? Yeah, yeah, but again, it's a scenario that's been. I'd say the saboteur was was inspired by French spy movies, you know. Yeah, but you make it much more exciting where he's blowing up Nazi things all the time, and he's trying to oh, get yeah, to one side of the that's city that's to that's the other. What about well, in that case, if you're going to go down there, how about um, Jason Statham as Wolfenstein the star. with Wolfenstein and B.J. Blazkowicz? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that the point is that. I don't think it matters so much of the core material that you're going to pick, whether it's a comic book, uh, a novel, or a video game. If you don't have a story based on it or inspired by it that's well done, it's going to fail. Exactly. But I I think the problem is that so many of these adaptations, they've they've paid money for for the rights... And then they uh, they go, all right, well, we're going to get feet, feet through the door because of the name. So then they, yes. they, they hire rinky-dink writers, rinky-dink 
directors and you end up with a really shoddy product that doesn't have any of those things you're talking about. They don't go and find the best writer in Hollywood to do a treatment on on these movies because it's just a cash grab. Well, it's because the people that are behind it don't really... They're not a fan of what they're writing about. They become a fan after the fact. Oh, I... I didn't know anything about it. Then I played the video game and I was so inspired. Um, that's the opposite of what Marvel's done. Yeah. You know, uh, Favreau was a big fan of Iron Man and Tony Stark. And he had a vision of what this could be. And he had the actor already picked out and he had to yeah. fight. He really had to fight to get that actor. And basically they left him alone. They let him make his movie. Yeah. And that kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's which brings right. us to um, our discussion now. Uh, cat's getting into crap. Yeah, I got off. Uh, that brings us to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Just wrapped up its sixth and final episode for season one. I don't know if there's going to be a season two. There's a, a lot of debate about that. It lends well, itself well to a season two. Except yeah. Marvel just announced Captain America 4. Yeah, which and means it doesn't that have Chris Evans happen. in it. Yeah. So we're going to pick up Captain America's story, which is the Falcon now, in yep. Captain America 4 movie. And I think they set a lot of things up. You know, Sharon Carter, was it Sharon? No. Yep. Is yep. it Sharon? Sharon yeah. Carter. Sharon Carter is now a bad guy. He didn't really buy that. I didn't buy it either. It, no. There was There's, no... The problem is she's gone from being the goodiest of goody two-shoe shield agents yes. to being the power broker. Right? Yeah, and it makes no sense. And and, and we Except. haven't seen we haven't seen that apart from a one throwaway line about oh, well I'm upset because the government didn't pardon me. Yeah, we haven't seen why. And well, I don't think it's Sharon Carter. Huh? Ah, Secret okay. Wars coming. Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. I All think right, she's maybe. a scroll. Oh, she was a scroll. Why did she need that thing on her face? Mm-hmm. Well, ah. because she has to convince the other no. heroes that she is actually Sharon Carter. I because if she would have well, just I've got morphed, tech. I can change my face. <laughs> no, but if she would have just changed her face, then obviously, yeah, I that's, I know. what the hell? I know, I know, I know. But I think that she's. I don't think that's Sharon Carter. I think okay. she's a scroll. So where's a, where's the real Sharon Carter? She's Ooh, been fridged. See, there you go. There's 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 an episode of Secret Wars right there. Finding yeah. the real people that the scrolls are impersonating and rallying yeah. the troops, and they go fight. But, um, but there is, you, of course, we say this: there is an, an equally good chance that they just kind of decided to once again disadvantage one of their female characters. Yeah, and she's she's really been badly treated over the years in those movies. Yeah, she really has had no, she's had no depth whatsoever. And um, you know, it's they cool, started cool to see using this Winter but, Soldier, and then they just. They just gave up on it. Just like, oh, we haven't got time for that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that that was a shame. Um, so, but what do you think about this whole series so far? I think it's I, you know I think it's better than Wanda Vision. Yeah. Because uh, it, it was a, only it was just. A, yeah. It well, Wanda Vision was doing something different. This was conventional Marvel. This was basically how can we move on to the next phase without doing it through movies. And I think they did a pretty good job. It yeah. was uneven in places. Um, but, you know, uh, I I think 
that I mean they called it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think my summary of the whole um thing is that Bucky got got better stuff in the first couple of episodes and then he just became muscle towards the end. Yeah. Um and I felt that was unfortunate. I didn't think he he they gave in a billing that their writing did not deserve because this was a Falcon story. Oh, um, 100%. It was completely a fact, you know, this was how does Falcon become the become Captain America? Yeah, and, and I do like how they hit on the racial of issues of it. I like yeah. how there was a super soldier and he was black. They never yeah. really explained why he was in prison for 20 years. They kind of no. did, but it, it kind of rang hollow. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing we need to remember from this is the backstory behind this show is that COVID pretty, hit it pretty hard and they had to make some fairly substantial changes to actually get it delivered. Um, I My understanding is that um, the Flag Smasher plot was meant to be something completely different and they ended up having to... And you could kind of see that because at the end of the day, it goes from, okay, the... Uh, flag smashers pull one thing pull another thing pull another thing and then in the final they pull their one final thing and this time the good guys beat them rather than letting them run away um it was a little bit anticlimactic and well, i, think I was going to say that the, the, the series finale was it just kind of fell flat to me yeah uh and and you can kind of tell i mean in part of that that is the world building because you know that we the, the the final the final fights happen and then then the show's still got another 20 minutes to run um but uh yeah i think i think it had it it definitely seemed to have suffered from having to be rewritten and reshot on the fly um and yet they still produced something that was pretty good i think it you know like many things marvel um it didn't quite stink stick the landing um or it, it kind of partially stick stuck the landing but there were aspects where you like the thing with sharon Carter, you feel a little bit unsatisfied Rushed. yeah um I didn't, I didn't really, uh, you know, I mean, Bucky spends the whole five episodes doing his kind of moody thing. I didn't really feel his relationship with Sam kind of built to the, where it got to at the end. It didn't come across during the, during the series. Um, you know, it was a nice ending and you kind of expect them to get like that, to become friends, uh, almost like brothers and everything, but you didn't really see it. I thought I, but having said that, I thought some aspects of this were, I thought the whole, um um uh, what's his name walker john walker was excellent uh, they yeah. rushed it though they did rush it at the end but that's them and they have to get it to us agent but i thought the way he played it was really really good oh i agree uh, you know i i thought the um i thought you completely buy that this guy loses it and kills yeah. someone and yeah weirdly lacking really consequences for that, but uh, you know, it's like oh, like you can't be Captain American before, but yeah, we're not we're not hold we're not going to hold um, like hold you accountable for actually killing a guy in front of everyone. You know, we're just going to let that slide because of your excellent war record. That one's a little bit unconvincing, but there you go. I thought I think the I thought it was interesting. Well, I mean, it was a terrorist. In, I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's a that's a judgment call, isn't it? I th- but of course, you know, the standout for me in this. No, was, he was uh, a he, that was a terrorist. I no, mean, I know he was. I know if, he was a terrorist. If the but, whole you know, media thing has been portraying this group as terrorists, and then there's Captain America killing one. You're like, well, it was a terrorist. <sighs> yeah, I think I, I think the public would forgive him. Maybe, maybe um, uh, a part so, of the part of the public this, would. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, of course, you know the standout in this was uh, was Daniel Brawl as, as Baron Zemo. He was just excellent. so good. 
Yeah, I mean, he just he dominated the screen every time he was on. I, and I just figured really out bored. why why they brought him back and why they gave him such a beefy role. Thunderbolts. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what the Thunderbolts? I know are? the Thunderbolts. Yeah. 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 That's what they're setting him up for. Yeah, which, which is, is what, which why Julia Louisa Dreyfus is there as well. Exactly. It's all about she having, works for him. Yeah, yeah, and it's about having their equivalents of the Suicide Squad. You know, um, you know, it's it's not really. It's not really. That's not. No, what I, that I, know, is. I know. I know. It's. Not, I know. It's not quite. But if you're boiling it down to nothing, that's kind of what it is. It's, no, it's not. Know. The Suicide Squad it's, is a totally different concept. The Suicide it, Squad is a bunch of bad guys that aren't pretending to be good guys. They are going to do this to get time off the record. The In the comic books, anyways, the Avengers go away. A lot of the heroes did. And in its place, a new super team comes up, and they're called the Thunderbolts, and they seem very cool. And you're reading this first issue, you're like, this is a cool team. And then at the end, oh, shit, it's the, actually the Masters of Evil. And Baron yeah. Zemo is the is, but that's that's Citizen that's v. what I'm saying. I, I think I think that they they're going to be plucking. They made a big deal of the raft, right? All the way through this, it was the raft, the raft, the raft. It's obviously like, yeah, we're going to get guys from the raft, and we're going to make them into a new super team. Yep. You know, and yep. that is that is very similar to uh, uh, thematically to Suicide Squad. I, I don't think so. Um, I here's my biggest problem with the show. To really make Captain America's speech at the end, and I'm not going to call him Falcon, the Captain America's speech at the end notwithstanding, I didn't buy the Flag Smashers as some kind of a massive threat. And the leader of this this big bad organization, you see the cat on the arcades? Yeah, I see. She, yeah. she does that. Mm-hmm. And she'll, she'll look at the lights and play with stuff. Um, a 13-year-old girl just isn't freaking that big of a deal. Are you kidding me? That was the big baddie? It, yeah, well, it was an awful uh, villain. As I awful. said, I didn't rewrites. feel like there was any threat at all to the heroes and that there was any doubt that they're going to be able to put a 13-year-old girl down. I mean, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Come on. What are we doing? This it. I didn't yeah. buy it at all. I like the fact that they kept trying to talk to her and convince her and and turn her around that's one thing but i and and because of what she was fighting for sam's whole speech of well you know you call her a terrorist but the people that believed in her message didn't call her a terrorist what do they yeah. what do you think those people call you um all of that rang true i liked that i didn't buy her as that character at on any level at all i just to me that was the weakest casting i've seen in a long time if, if that would have been julia dreyfus then i maybe but i didn't buy it i she wasn't a good and then you find out at the end she was kind of working for sharon carter she was sharon carter's month it, it was stupid it was I, i'm gonna revisit it this was not as good as wandavision wandavision was way better yeah yeah okay i mean okay. Uh- the, ju- there was nothing in this show that was to me as intriguing as because Sam's speech at the end being a uh, being the black Captain America yeah. is compelling, but I've heard that speech in real life from people before that was way yeah. more compelling. Um, and but I did like the what are you carrying? What does she get? 
She just jumped off the arcade carrying something. Yep. What the hell did she get? I don't even know where she went. There she is. What do you got? Hey. Okay. She just has one of the... Uh, um, for those not watching the video, <laughs> my cat just grabbed something, ran across the arcades, and jumped on the floor with it. It's the little pouch my reading glasses come in from Amazon. All right. Nothing important then. No, I don't care. It was empty. Mm-hmm. She's going to play. Because um, it looks I, like a mouse. I, I, I liked the character who was a super soldier. And I yep. understood his bitterness. That was a good, compelling story. Um, Sam's speech at the end was good, but a little bit too comic booky, superhero-y. Like, okay, you're justifying why you're Captain America now. I get it. Um, what I didn't get was why was Bucky even in the show? You know? And what I was going to say earlier, there was no moment in it that for me was as intriguing as the conversation between the two visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very compelling. Yeah. This was just, all right, we got to get Sam to be Captain America. Uh, he's going to fail at first. He's going to give the shield to the government for reasons. Um, and then through a bunch of things, he's going to become Captain America. I love the costume at first, but the more I looked at it, the more I hated it. I hate the headpiece. From the neck yeah. down, it looks awesome. Uh, the but the way his ears come weird. through and yeah. it's got the... Yeah, it, the, the headpiece is weird, but of course they it just works took in it the straight from books, the comics. Yeah. yeah, it works in the comic books. It just didn't work for me anyways. Uh, honestly, all he needed to do was have those goggles on and it would have been better. Yeah, He didn't yeah. need the whole thing over his face and... The, it's like, well, yeah. what's the point of the hood thing if it's not covering your face to protect your identity? I've always no, wondered all, about that about Captain America, too. Why are you... Okay, I get it was a helmet during World War II, but yeah. now it's just this thing with the Well, also, everybody, everybody knew who he was. Right, yeah. it's Steve Rogers. Dude, you don't have to... Yeah. But everybody knew who Sam Wilson was. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Black Falcon, they kept calling him. I like that. Hey, it's a Black <laughs> Falcon. This is just Falcon. Yeah. I, I suppose I suppose bearing in mind it was Wakandan uh, armor that maybe it has vibranium pieces in the thing to protect his head, but then of course large parts of his head are unprotected. I will say I his fighting skills combining working with the shield, and you can see that he needs more practice, but working with the shield with the Falcon tech was pretty yeah. cool. I the wish they would have been, they said, if they would have said something like, and by the way, your your wings are vibranium. Which well, is why but, you can use them as kind I of think, a mock I think it was pretty obvious that by the end that they were vibranium. I was assuming they were vibranium. I, I assumed the whole that way too, through, but they didn't really even, say anything. Even in that first, that first action scene from the first episode, I thought the way he used the pack and the, and the wings as part of his fighting, I thought was extremely well done. Well, it, well done. And it, and it had to be because you really need to be able to convince people in this show that a guy without the super serum can you know can hold up against these other guys and i think they kind of pulled that off um, to a certain extent my problem with with the whole action scenes is bucky holding back the whole time except for yeah. the one time in the discotheque when baron says you know take care of these guys and he just yeah. then you see the old winter soldier yeah. just tearing through dudes like it's nothing 
I mean, the Winter Soldier, that character in um, Captain America Winter Soldier was amazing. You yeah. really did believe he might be able to take out Cap because he was a yeah. badass. You don't yeah. get that through this entire series that no. he's a badass except for that one scene. And then you're like, that's, dude, do that. Why yeah. wasn't he that when he's fighting all these super soldiers? You know, he, he, from a tactical standpoint, from a fighting stance, from everything, he is, he was the ultimate Soviet killing machine and an assassin yeah. and rivaled any superhero. Um, although they never really said in the movies that he was a super soldier, that he had I, that serum. I was, I must admit that about halfway through this series, I suddenly, it suddenly dawned on me, oh, hang on a minute, Winter Soldier's got super serum. I think it was when, um, that second episode, when he goes chasing off the truck and he's obviously running much faster than anybody can right. run. And, and at that point you go, oh, it, then, it, yeah, same as you, I thought, they never said in the movies that no, he, they never did. They had super serum. You should yeah. have expected it when, because, okay, I've got a bionic arm. That doesn't mean I get to jump out of a 40-story building and yeah. just land on the arm just right, and I'm fine. Yeah. But that's kind of the impression they gave you. So it makes sense if he is a an actual super soldier, but they should have said something. Yeah. You know? Um, do you think that as the Falcon, Captain America now, needs the super soldier, he needs that advantage? Because, you know... At least when with Steve Rogers, if the Hulk hits him in the shield, he's going to be able to withstand it because of the strength behind it. Yeah. Falcon's going to go flying 40 stories up in the air if the Hulk That's hits right. him. You know, Hopefully his wings deploy and he gets to fly away. But yeah. I don't know. I don't think he needs it. But Well, uh, I guess the it, it took him five maybe. minutes in this show to beat a 13-year-old girl up. So, yeah. I guess the dilemma maybe facing him now is if if he gets an opportunity to receive some sort of super serum is whether he takes it or not. I mean, that, no, that's he the wouldn't second. because that was kind of the whole point of him becoming Captain America the way he did. I mean, they build mm. up to that. You know, he's he's not Captain America because he has a super soldier. He's Captain America because he's Captain America. But he's he's embraced the role. The whole point about this yeah. series is is that initially he rejects the role. He doesn't think that they that he. I think he's disillusioned with the symbol if it's not Steve Rogers himself. And then he secondly he doesn't think that people will accept a black man as Captain America. Yeah. And, and through through this series, he changes that. He changes that internally. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, you know, he even says, "Look, I know this is going to be tough, but I'm going to do it anyway." Yeah. Um, I think I like, it would be, I like that aspect of yeah, it. But I think I think it would now be interesting with him to then, when he's actually doing the job, say, "Is it possible for me to continue to do the job and face up against the threats we face with just the tech and the shield, or whether I need something more?" I think that would be an interesting. Um, Dilemma. It could but be, but you can also they, say, well, Tony Stark, it was always just the tech. Well, yeah. in his mind. Yeah. Um, it'd be, it'd be, I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to get another series of this show now. I think we're going to get the next Captain America movie. They're, that, they deliberately announced that at the end of this. Yeah. Um, I think that quite, we are, actually. I think we will get a, a season two, but it will come after the Captain America movie. I right. think you're going to start seeing, because, look, Disney has to have Disney Plus succeed. And for it to do so, they can't just be showing old movies and crap like that. They have to have compelling seasons of original programming. And the way to do that 
is to build off of what's come before as well. Yeah. And well, you I know that this is already the number one show that they've ever had on yeah. Disney Plus, with the exception of The Mandalorian. But I wonder if their strategy is not to have, you know, find successful things and then do them over and over again. I, th- I wonder if their strategy is just like they've done with these two shows dip into the MCU, find characters who've maybe not had as much screen time or you want to develop, and do a one shot show based around them. Uh, the so other, maybe you know we got Loki coming. So maybe now what they'll do is they'll find they'll find a couple of other. We got an uh, we got an Iron Patriot show coming, haven't we? Um, yeah, um, yeah. With Ro- secret, Rhodey, yeah, we, we got Secret, secret Wars, Wars. We have She Hulk coming. Yeah, yeah. which is so, going to be more so, of a comedy. Which is so good. maybe maybe what they could do is they can. You know, they've got so many characters. So and even some of the sidekicks and stuff like that, you can start plucking them out. Giving them the right. I, I hope time. you're right. I hope that yeah. is the direction that they go, and that the Disney Plus could launch, you know, uh, a Thunderbolts movie, or it could yeah. launch, you know, the Champions. Or I think I reckon they they've really la- locked onto the fact that doing these shows allows them to develop the phase, the next phase, mm-hmm. and move you into the next phase without just pinning it around the movies. I think that's to me that's their strategy now and and i think from what we've seen just look forget about the the stories themselves just look at the quality and what was spent on these two tv series yeah yeah these were it doesn't matter they were they were individually streamed as episodes on disney plus these were movies they were they were movies created and and um written and developed and produced in just the same way that anything else the mcu was and i think from uh, from Kevin Feige's side, his his attitude is, yeah, we'll we'll worry about where we're gonna, you know, how we're gonna package these and put them out. But what we're gonna do is we've got this story, this story, this story, this story, and this story to tell, which is what he's always done, yeah. And then he goes right, well, this one's gonna be a five hour series. This one's gonna be a movie, yeah. This one's gonna be, uh, you know. I wish four. that I I I hope that you're correct. I don't yeah. think that's the way it actually works, but we'll find out. Uh, yeah. What do you think about Chris Evans as Spider-Man? Chris Evans as Spider-Man. I am not familiar with this idea. He's playing Spider-Man in the next Spider-Man movie. Is he? Is he really, though, or is that just a... No, he really I, is. I, I think I... Well, I, there's been a lot of um, misdirection coming out of the MCU. Mm. And I, I think... Um, my initial reaction to that is that's misdirection. I don't think so. I no. think he actually is playing a version of Spider-Man because we know it's it's a multiverse movie, and I think no. he's well, going yeah, to maybe be one it's, of the Spider-Man. Uh, maybe it's a robot, and he's doing the voice. Could be. Yeah, I could see that, but I think he's actually going to be a Spider-Man. He's going to be an older Spider-Man. They're going to be, and they're going to know that's freaking Steve Rogers. They're going to be if, like, if if it has his face, yeah. Oh, you know? how could it not? Well, if it's a robot and it's just his voice, they're not going to go. Oh, you no, sound I'm just, just like saying if, it, if he is actually Spider-Man, yeah. you're going to know that. Holy crap, that's Captain America! What are you guys doing? Um, boy, that movie just seems more and more intriguing every time. Uh, last thing to talk about. Well, the Shang. Did we talk about the uh, Shang Chi movie? Well, we we mentioned it briefly, and then we went on to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, um, it looks good. The third time I watched it. I realize what it reminds me of Iron Man. Yeah. You know, yep. It reminds me I of Iron Man. I can see that. I'm looking forward to it. Comes out in September. I'm in. It looks yeah. extremely good to me. Um, 
I like that actor. I I watched him in Kim's Kim's Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's kind of a comedy. Nah. It was a Canadian show. I think they've got four seasons. It was really well done. I liked it a lot. Um, the father is the guy who played the X-wing pilot on the Mandalorian. The, yeah. the Chinese guy. Yeah, yeah. He plays the father, and mm-hmm. uh, this is his son. Really well done show. I, I it's got some really. It's a half hour time comedy thing. Yeah. Um, some Canadian sensibility as far as humor, but it works. It's a fun show. You should definitely check it out. Um, I don't know if I buy him as a badass though, but I I don't know if I would have bought Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark Iron. Well, yeah, I kind of did buy that immediately. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did you? Yeah, uh, did you buy uh, the guy who played? Um uh, Iron Fist as a badass. No, and and that was the problem. Yeah, he was never a badass. No one ever bought him in the role, which is why that Marvel series on Netflix was such a dismal failure. Yeah, um, he, he, that was probably the worst of all the Marvel di- uh, Netflix things by far. Yeah. Jessica Jones I enjoyed was it awesome. At the time. Daredevil is yeah. fucking classic. I I enjoyed the show at the time, the Iron Fist show, but um, I I went back and watched a little bit more of it recently, and um, I did not enjoy it the second time around. The the real gaps in the fight choreography really show out. I think that was one of the problems with that was not only could um, could that actor not portray somebody who had this um, this you know coiled hidden martial arts ability. He doesn't have to be a big guy, you know, but he has to look dangerous when he gets riled well, Bruce up. Bruce Lee never wasn't a dangerous. big guy, and yeah. you immediately knew he was a badass. He exactly, had that certain yeah. something in his exactly, face. Exactly, yeah. This so, actor so the, is like... It's a charisma thing. Yeah. But, the, but then the second thing was that um, the actual fight for your, uh, choreography in that show, presumably because he couldn't pull off the moves, just wasn't great. No, it was you know? pretty bad. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very optimistic. Um, I think we're going to push the uh, PlayStation thing over to TechFan, by the way. Okay. I think it fits there better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think that Marvel is on, I don't want to say an upward trajectory because they've never been yeah. on a downward trajectory. I, you know, my fear with the Marvel properties was that after Endgame, that they would try to reboot everything. Yeah. And they're not doing that. They're just moving forward, and it feels natural. Um, I, I kind of wonder where Shang Chi is going to fit in. You know, do they reference? You know, the the everything that's gone before in the Marvel I, movies. I, they seem to be completely unafraid to actually think about the consequences of the stuff they did in that at the, um, you know, in the Infinity War. Um, they they're completely unafraid of that. And they're not trying to gloss over it. You know, the, the only things they ever gloss over is the fact that all these super powered guys never help each other out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And that was the compelling thing about Marvel Comics because occasionally Spider Man would show up in Fantastic Four, and you're like, holy yeah. shit, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, or or they would have an episode or a, an issue where the Fantastic Four is talking, you see Spider-Man swinging by a window. Yeah. Well, I, I, look, yeah. I mean, look what we've just seen in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Uh, great big throwdown in the middle of Manhattan, yeah? People being, th- you know, uh, public officials being threatened, everything like that. And the nobody police shows are there. Up. S.H.I.E.L.D. is there. 
Spider-Man right. presumably couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, this isn't magic related, so it's nothing to do they with They don't me. have to get the actors for some of these things. They can just mention them. Yeah. I wish Doctor Strange was in town. Yeah. <laughs> Something. He's, he's on vacation. Even or, Daredevil, for God's sake. I mean, Daredevil's right, right there in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Well, no in, sign of him. No, no sign of him. But what about them, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier sitting there talking, and you see on the billboard where J. Jonah Jameson is saying, Peter yeah. Parker is Spider-Man. They look up for a second and then just keep talking because who cares? Um, that They could have done a lot of stuff like that. It's kind of yeah. disappointing that they didn't or they just ignore it for whatever reason. Well, they, look, they ignore it because they don't want to play a whole load of cameo fees to act. They don't have and, to, and though. Availability. If they have some dude swinging by in a Spider-Man outfit. Yeah, I know. Well, they have but a then, silhouette but, of Daredevil then, running across the roof. Yeah, but then then it, then it becomes always oh, swinging by. Wasn't he swinging in to help? You know, they know that guy. Why don't they pick up the phone to him? You know, no, they hated I mean, that guy. Remember? <laughs> what's since that? Well, um, at the uh, I, I forget. Did he give up? Um, did Peter Parker give up all the control of the Star Tech at the end of Far From Home? Can't remember. No, he takes it back. He takes it back, so therefore yeah. he knows everything that's going on because he's got a he's got an AI powered satellite in the sky telling him everything. But don't you know? worry, Bucky and Sam are on it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, throw him a solid and maybe give him some GPS coordinates of where the guys they're looking for yeah. are. You know, I think there was an opportunity to do something with some of the other characters that yeah. they didn't, and I would like to see more of that. Yeah. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Geek's Pub. We'd love it if you guys send us feedback. Uh, we use our tech fan contact information for that. Or actually, no, we don't. We have The Geek's Pub at... No, it's the show at thegeekspub.com. I had to think about it for a minute there. Yeah, You can always find us on Twitter and Facebook. It's under Tech Fan. That is our... I guess you could say is it the flagship show. Is it the... Uh, yeah, I don't want to make think, it sound like it's more important than this show. Uh, it's not. And, and also, yeah, I think flagship makes it sound better than it actually is. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah, it's probably just as good. That's, that's the one that we want to say. It's just as good. That's right, yeah. Um, make sure you tune in if you want to watch us live, 7.30 a.m. every Sunday for Tech Fan and the Geeks Pub. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and yeah. YouTube. So we'll be broadcasting And, and apparently 25 other possibilities that we might explore in the future. There's a couple <laughs> things. I could just drag them in, link them. Yeah. I thought about yeah. doing Twitch, but I don't have a Twitch account. So MySpace. I hear, I hear MySpace very MySpace popular. is out there. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we will be back next week with some compelling PlayStation um, yep. a story and, and then and a we need to story. I, we need to talk about talk about the Apple event recently as well yep we got that to talk about uh, colorful IMAX is going to be a big in uh, tracking tracking they can track us now actually you can track your own stuff that's kind of cool yeah. uh, next week or uh, sorry next episode we're going to return to one of our favorite things music in movies and television our favorite themes sounds stuff like that uh david's got to make a couple picks because he hasn't and i've got like 
five things in there and we only pick three for each episode so david has to step it up and find three more awful things like last time's shaft <laughs> um, so we'll be back in two weeks here on the geeks pub and next week at tech fan see you then david see you